And he spells his name J-E-S-U-S, Jesus. And I think God is saying to us, hey, y'all need to remember, you're making gods and kings out of all these human beings, but the only one to be worshipped is me. God will share his glory with no other. And so I think God is, is reminding us that the only thing that lasts is a relationship with Jesus Christ. None of these other things has any lasting value. And we're getting a glimpse of that now. And so what we want to do as Christians is we want to build our lives on the only person and the only thing in life that has eternal and lasting value, and that is the person of Jesus Christ. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do today. That's what I think God has been speaking to my heart on uh, during this is just to say, John, the only thing you have in your life that will never change is God in the Bible. That's it. Jesus Christ in the Bible, the living word and the written word. That's the only thing we have that will never, ever change. And so what we want to do is to build our life on the rock, to build our life on Jesus Christ. We don't want our lives to revolve around sports and entertainment and money and fame and all that. We want our lives to revolve around Jesus. For us as Christians, Jesus should be, uh, when the sun rises every morning, the first thing that should come in our mind is Jesus. And when the sun sets at night, Jesus. And when we go to bed at night, Jesus. Our whole lives should revolve around Jesus. He's the only thing we have that will never, ever change. Now, it's easy to say that. You know, our lives should revolve around God. And you believe that, certainly. But the question is, how do, how do we do that? How can, because I think all of us, want, everybody watching today, and me as I'm speaking this today, we all want our lives to revolve around God, but how can we do that? Well, let me just mention a, a few ways that I think will be very practical. A couple of them you would expect me to say, and maybe a couple of them you might not have thought of. First of all, our lives can revolve around God if we spend a significant portion of each day reading the Bible. The Bible is the only book you own, and you may have thousands of books, but the Bible is the only book that you or I, either one, have that is a living book. And when we read the Bible, we are reading the words of a living God. And it's, it's almost like the Bible has a pulse. You can almost you can't literally and physically, but you can almost see uh, the Bible beating, the heartbeat of that Bible when you just look at it because it's a living, it's a living book. The Bible says of itself that it is living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword. In another place, the Bible says of itself it's like a hammer and it breaks up the hard places in our heart. It's like a fire and it burns out the impurities, the sin that so often is in our lives. And not only that, the Bible is like a mirror. We look in the Bible, and not only do we read the Bible, but the Bible reads us. God reads us. Many times I go to the Bible to have my devotions or to read a chapter out of the Bible, and I'm reading the Bible, and I get a little bit into it, and now the Bible is reading me. And the Bible is convicting me of sin in my life, whatever it might be, or pride or a bad attitude or a judgmental spirit or anything that I might be struggling with at that time. God's Word speaks to me. And so if our lives are going to revolve around God in the Bible, we've got to read the Bible. And so I encourage you, even today, if you haven't read your Bible yet, have some time 
that you can do that. One of the things that this is a positive, I mean, we're trying to find positives in what we're going through. The fact is we have more time now to read the Bible than we would normally have. And it's just one of the things God has allowed during what we're going through. And so if you've ever read your Bible or ever wanted to read your Bible, now is the time to do that. So just, just pick a book, the Gospel of John, read a chapter a day. Maybe pick one of the short letters Paul wrote, Philippians, only four chapters, Ephesians, six chapters, read a chapter a day. Maybe read through the Psalms, just one chapter a day. doesn't matter how much you read. doesn't even really matter which book you read. It's all the Word of God. But read a little bit each day. And before you read it, just say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And you watch as you read the Bible, the Bible will read you and the Bible will convict you. God will convict you through the Bible of things in your life that might not be right. So one of the ways that we can build our lives around Jesus is by reading the Bible. Another way that we can uh, build our lives around Jesus Christ is by spending extra time in prayer. And I know that we all believe in prayer. I know that we all pray. But we need to have these set times. One of the things I like about this 8 o'clock at night uh, time for prayer is that it is a set time. And it's a 10-minute time that we can pray for God miraculously to speak the word. Remember what the man said to Jesus in the New Testament? He said, speak the word and my servant will be healed. The man's servant had gotten sick, so the man went to Jesus. And he said, Jesus, you don't even have to come to where he is. If you'll just speak the word, my servant will be made well. And the servant was made well that very hour because Jesus said, go in peace. Your faith has healed your servant, and I've I've answered the prayer and the desire of your heart. And so we could just pray for those 10 minutes a day, but we need other times during the day where we set aside maybe 10 minutes, maybe 5 minutes, maybe 15 or 30 minutes. We don't want to be legalistic about this, but we need set times of of specific directed prayer. We pray for our families. We pray for our health. We pray for our community. We've been doing that on Sunday nights for a year and a half. God, send a revival to this community. Send a revival to our church. And so we need set times to pray. We need to pray for God to heal this virus. We need to pray for our church and for the other churches in the area. You need set times for prayer. And then another thing we can do to build our lives around God is that we can spend some time in meditation. Meditation. Now, that's not something you hear much talked about in the church. I think you, you know, we're familiar maybe with yoga or Far Eastern meditation, and that certainly has its purpose and it has its place. But in the Bible, we read a lot about meditation. And for the Christian, meditation should be a part of our life. The difference between prayer and meditation is that when we pray, we're primarily talking to God, or maybe we're just listening to God. But when we meditate, We're neither talking, hopefully we're still listening, but in meditation, the primary thing that we're doing is we're just thinking. Maybe we put our minds in neutral and we just say, God, I do this sometimes. God, if there's anything you've got to say to me, you just say it. I've already had my prayer time. I've already shared with you what's on my heart. I've spent some time listening. And so God, now, if there's anything you want to say, I'm still listening. Just speak more. Sometimes meditation takes place when we just think about some aspect of God, his provision. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, I'll give it to you and write it down, in Psalm 63. It's a great psalm. You might want to read that psalm today. Psalm 63 and verse 6. David wrote that psalm, and David was talking about meditation. And I've not memorized that verse, but I'll paraphrase what David said. He said, God, when I am in my bed, I remember you. And then in the next part of that verse, he said, I meditate on you in the night watches. 
the night watches is talking about the progression of the night. Back in Bible times, they had the first watch, second watch, third watch, fourth watch. Talking about as the night goes on and as the night turns into day. And evidently, David had some nights where he couldn't sleep. And so he said, God, I meditate on you during the night watches. As the night progresses, I, I think about you. And I don't know how it is for you, but I never have been one of those people when I jump in bed, I can just go to sleep just like that. I have friends that say, man, I, I, I mean, I'm asleep before I ever, my head hits a pillow, I'm just out. And I have always been so envious of people like that because I think that doesn't, that's not how my life is. I, I get in bed and it takes me sometimes a really long time to go to sleep. And that used to just frustrate me and frustrate me. But you know what I've learned to do through the years? When I get in bed at night, I, I just I get two pillows behind me because I, I know I'm not facing to go to sleep, and I'll just lay there for a few minutes, and I'll just say, now, God, before I go to sleep tonight, I'm going to just lay here, and, uh, and I'm going to just meditate, and I'm going to just think about uh, the day. Normally, what I do is just kind of review the day that I had, and I think, God, you led me here. You worked this out there. You had me at the right place at the right time. You, this person today was a blessing to me. God, thank you for that person. I just kind of review the day for about probably about 25 or 30 minutes before I go to sleep. And then when I wake up in the morning, I'm not one of those people that just wakes up, you know, fired up, gung-ho and happy. I, I think you ought to, there ought to be a rule that you have to be awake for one hour before you're expected to be in a good mood because it takes me about an hour to kind of get into the day like that. But, you know, I've learned the way around that for me when I first wake up in the morning, I don't jump out of bed. I just stay in bed for a little bit. And I just say, now, God, I'm not having my prayer time here. I'm nothing, nothing. I don't have a mental list I'm praying down. But, God, I just want to thank you for a good night's sleep. And, God, I just want you to know I love you. And, God, as I begin this day, I just want to commit it to you and uh, ask you to guide me and lead me and be with me. And I'll just spend a few minutes. Now, part of that is because I don't, when I first wake up, I'm not just gung-ho and energetic. It takes me a little time. But I've learned to use that time now for meditation. You know, it's interesting. This morning I woke up. And I was thinking about this message that I'm going to be speaking. I knew that God wanted me to share today this truth. Don't get too attached to this old world. It's passing away. And so when I woke up this morning, I said, well, God, what specifically do you want me to say? And I'll just say, we're, we're having to record these sermons now before Sundays. The first week we were able to do it on Sunday, but now we're trying to have as few people in the worship center as possible so that we're not putting each other at risk. And so I'm recording this on Wednesday. And so uh, I woke up this morning, Wednesday morning, and I said, God, what do you want me to say about don't get too attached to this old world because it's passing away? And I just stayed in bed about 45 minutes just thinking about that. And God just gave me thoughts. Everything I've said to you right now, I just feel like God told me what to say. And just put it on my mind, put it in my heart. So when we meditate, that's what happens. We just spend time to think, and that's when God speaks to us. Where, on the other hand, if we're always in a hurry, got to be here now, got to do this now, you're going to have a very hard time listening to God. The Scriptures, God said, be still and know that I am God. As we think about the life of Jesus, he did so many things. He came to save the world. I mean, he, was, he lived an, a life uh, like an, that nobody's ever lived a life anywhere near what Jesus has done and all the things he did. And yet, in the, new, in the Gospels, we read about Jesus. He was never in a hurry. He was never worried. He was never stressed out. He was never overwhelmed. He was always poised, always calm, always cool, always collected. And I read, I read that account of Jesus in the Bible, and I think, Lord, I want to be like that because I feel like so many times in my life I'm in a hurry, and 
Maybe I'm not calm, cool, and collected. At least on the inside, I don't always feel that way. feel stressed out and overwhelmed sometimes. And yet, if we'll learn to meditate, what does it do? Slows our mind down. Slows our spirit down. Slows our bodies down. Puts us in a position where God can speak and we can hear his voice. What did Samuel say? Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And so that's what we want to pray. God, speak to my heart in a way that I could understand it. And so meditation will definitely help us with that. And then one other thing I would say, that if we're talking about building our lives around God so that our lives revolve around God, not all these other things. View your day from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep tonight as one long conversation with God. A long conversation with God. That's what a day should be for the Christian, for the believer. It should be a, a long conversation with God. It is, that doesn't mean that we're praying words every day. It doesn't mean that we're reading our Bible all the time we're awake. That's not even reality. It doesn't even mean that every moment of every day we're necessarily saying, God, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? No. It's a conversation. If you and I got in the car together, if I came to your house tomorrow morning, picked you up, and said, let's ride to Dallas. I don't know what we're doing when we get there now, but let's just play like we did that. And so I said, let's just ride to Dallas. And so I picked you up at your house, and we headed out to Dallas. Well, when I picked you up and we got on 45 North heading out, we would be talking. I would be talking. You would be talking. be a lot of talking going on. And we get up to the woodlands in Conroe. We'd probably still be talking. But hopefully, by the time we got to Huntsville or Madisonville, or for sure by Centerville, we would feel comfortable enough with each other that we could maybe have 30 minutes of silence where neither one of us would be talking and we could just enjoy the countryside and there wouldn't have to be words. Because if you notice in life, the more comfortable you feel around somebody, the less you have to talk. You don't mind the silence. In fact, you kind of like the silence. Well, that's kind of how it is with God. I don't talk to God all day like, like I'm talking to you right now. No, but I try my best wherever I am. And I don't always do this, certainly, but I try to, to be mindful of his presence. If you and I were going to Dallas, there may be 30 or 45 minutes that we didn't say anything to, the, to each other. But I would be aware of your presence, and you would be aware of mine. Well, that's how it is with God. As we go through the day, we should be aware of his presence, and we know he's aware of our presence. It's just like right now. I'm not talking to God. I'm talking to that camera. And I'm mindful of all of you who are on the other side of that camera. So I'm not talking to God. I'm talking to you. But did you know this? As I'm talking to you, I'm very much aware that God is right here with me. There is his word. Here is his presence. He's, of course, living in my heart. And so that helps me uh, to build my life better. I've got a million miles to go before I get anywhere near the person I ought to be. But as I think about Bible reading and prayer and meditation and just having a long conversation with God, now we're building our lives on Jesus Christ, the only thing, the only person we have in life who promises to never, ever change and to always be with us. We want to build our life on things eternal. And the only thing eternal is the Bible and Jesus Christ, God himself. They're eternal. They'll never change, and they'll never go away. Now, one other thought. If you were in the room today, I would say, you still listen? Say amen, because it seems like I've probably been talking more than I planned on it, and I may have been talking more than you wish I would have, but I'm coming to the end. Give me just another minute or two more, maybe five minutes more. Do you remember in Matthew chapter 7 when Jesus was coming to the end of the Sermon on the Mount? We read the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. That might be another passage for you to read during this time where you have a little extra time. Just read a chapter, 5, tomorrow 6, next day 7. At the end of chapter 7, when Jesus was completing the greatest sermon that the world has ever heard, he g gave a little story and he, he compared two men. 
He compared, first of all, he talked about a man who built his house on the rock. And you know, if you're building a house today, you need to build it on a strong foundation. And so Jesus said, there was a man who built his house on the rock. And he said, the rain came and the winds blew and beat against that house. But it didn't harm that house. It didn't move that house because that house was founded on a rock. And then he talked about another man. He said, but there was another man who built his house on the sand. He built his life on something that wasn't eternal. We might say he built his life on the sports world, the entertainment world, the money world, the the fame and all that type world, the popularity and the celebrity world. And he was building on sand. And Jesus said the same storm hit that man's house. Here came the wind. Here came the rain. And it just wiped that man's house out because he wasn't founded on the rock. He was founded on the sand. Now, I think as we think about don't build your life, don't get too attached to this old world, it's passing away, don't build your life on that which is temporary. I couldn't help but think this morning about the man who built on the sand and the man who built on the rock. And so, again, I was still in bed, I was thinking about this, and I thought, well, this would be a good way to wrap this sermon up. I want to make you two little acrostics, one for sand and one for rock. And as I just develop this, I'm not going to develop it very quickly, but I want you to think, are you building your life on sand or are you building your life on the rock? You say, well, John, what does sand represent? What is S-A-N-D? Well, the words I have chosen are these. For the S, it's the word sports. And again, I've already spoken about sports, so I'm not going to say too much on it now. But if you're building your life, whether it's watching golf on TV, playing golf, Uh, watching all these different professional sports or college sports, I'm telling you, if that's your life, now if that's part of your life, there's no problem. But if that's the big deal in your life, the biggest deal in your life, you're building your life on sand and it's not gonna last. The, The A stands for activities, activities. You know, we're so busy. Everybody's always in such a hurry. Traveling, taking trips. Well, nobody's taking very many trips right now. And activities of going out and going to the movies or going to this or that or the other. School functions. Even schools are shut down, obviously, now. So are you building your life on your activities? Just look at your schedule during a regular week. Not during what we're going through now, but before all this happened. How much of your week was spent on sports? How much of your week was spent just running here and there for various activities? And so we have to ask ourselves, are we building our lives just on the activities? And then the N, and to be honest with you, I've forgotten what the N was. So let me get my notes and look that up. I know the N stands for notable people and positions. Because I think some people, that's their big deal. Well, I met so-and-so. Well, I know so-and-so. Well, I'm friends with this person. Well, I want to be famous myself. (laughs) Or I aspire to some position myself. And that's kind of their whole life is who they know and where they've been and how high they've climbed on the ladder. Well, where's that ladder gotten you now? Not very far. Not really any better off than anybody else. But if that's your life, who you know and what your position is, Notable people, notable positions. I'm afraid some people spend a whole life pursuing that. It's sand and it's not lasting. And then the D stands for dollars. Dollars, money. If your whole life is spent pursuing money, what good is that money doing you now? 
what good is that money going to do you on your deathbed? What good is that money going to do you in eternity, either in heaven or hell? What good is that money going to do you? not going to do you any good at all. And so I encourage you, don't spend your life, don't build your life on sports and, and activities and notable positions and notable people and on dollars. Don't build on the sand. Build on the rock. R-O-C-K. You say, John, what does that stand for, R-O-C-K? Here's what it stands for. Rely on Christ as king. Rely on Christ as king. Jesus himself is the rock. And we want to build our lives on him. He is eternal. He is lasting. And he will never change. And so hopefully today, some of the things we've talked about in this time will help you. Maybe I've given you a thought or two, especially on that meditation. And a long, your day and my day should be a long conversation with God, certainly with Bible reading and prayer. Maybe, that, maybe there's something in what I've said today that you can apply to your life right now. Build your life on the rock. And then when the storm comes, and we're in a storm right now. We're really in a big storm. But you know what? If our lives are founded on the rock, we're not going to be destroyed. We're not going under. We're not going to panic. We're not going to be fearful or worried because we know that we're trusting in Jesus and we're depending on him. And he's going to see us through. You say, what about if somebody gets the coronavirus? Well, he's going to see us through with that. You say, what about if you die? Well, if you die, you're going to go to heaven and be with God. So we, we can't lose as Christians. Everything for us is a win-win situation. We're not exempted from storms. But we have a promise that in the midst of the storms of our lives, that God will be with us and that God will see us through. And so, again, I hope today that you have a good day, whether you live alone and there you're in your house by yourself. But remember this, you're not alone. I live alone. I know what that's like, but I'm, not, I'm never alone. Jesus is always with me. Maybe today you have a big family, and so you'll be together all day. Man, that's fantastic. Enjoy your family. Enjoy this time together. But as you go through this day and as you go through the week ahead, be mindful of Jesus Christ. If you're saved, he's in your heart. He's right next to you every moment of every day. And maybe there's somebody listening today who says, you know, John, Maybe one of the things that has happened to me during this time is that God has convicted me that I'm not truly saved. Or maybe you're listening today, you've joined us for this program, and you say, you know what? I'm just not sure that I'm saved. I think I am. I hope I am, but I'm just not sure. Well, I want to lead you in a prayer. And right where you are today, you don't have to be in a church to get saved. You can get saved wherever you are. I want to lead you in the sinner's prayer. And if you will pray this prayer from your heart to the heart of God, you can say it out loud or you can say it in your heart. doesn't matter. God knows your heart. And the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so I'm going to just ask that we could bow our heads and close our eyes. And I'm going to lead you in this prayer. This is the same prayer that, that we lead you to pray uh, when we're all together in this room. And almost every Sunday, somebody prays this prayer to get saved. And in my heart right now, I just feel like there's somebody listening who's about to pray this prayer. And if you're in a room with five or six or seven people, it touches my heart. Would you just pray silently, say, God, if there's anybody in this room right now that needs to get saved, God, you have our full attention. You've stopped the world, or at least you've allowed the world to be stopped. And God, we've got nowhere to look but up. And so God, I just pray that this person, maybe you know who needs to get saved, even in the room where you are right now. Maybe you don't, but would you just say, God, if there's anybody that needs to get saved, help them to pray this prayer right now. And so for you, the person who needs to get saved and needs to get this matter settled so you can build your life on the rock, would you just pray this prayer right now? Say, dear Jesus, I need you in my life. 
I have been building my life on the sand and I didn't even know what I was doing. But God, I was building my life on that which is temporary and on that which is passing away. And God, I'm so sorry. I ask you to forgive me of that. I ask you to cleanse me of every sin, wash them away in the blood of Jesus. And Lord, I ask you right now, come into my heart and make me a Christian. Just pray that. Say this, say, Lord, I ask you to save me, and I trust you to do it. I trust you, Lord. Welcome to my heart. Begin now to make me the person that you want me to be. And God, even today, give me the courage to share my decision with somebody else. Maybe somebody in this room. Maybe somebody in my family. Maybe to call somebody and share that decision with them. But God, give me the courage to share that decision with somebody today. In your name I pray. And all the people said, Amen. Well, I want to thank you again for joining us today. And just know that you're missed here at the church. Um, We love you. And we're praying for you, and I know you're praying for us, and we're all praying for each other. And in God's time, we'll all be back together, and that'll be a very happy day. But in the meantime, we've got him living in our hearts, and that's the main thing, and we know that we're never alone. Build your life on the rock. Walk with God this week. Talk to Jesus this week. And um, we'll just pray that God brings much good out of what we're going through today. Thanks again for listening, and have a great day.